being live streamed it's been live streamed hi guys welcome to the nk project hi <laughs> well you're not part of the nk project hi <laughs> if you listen to the podcast hope you're all well and getting on okay with your goals uh we've had some of you checking already so again make sure you get your checking so the sooner you do them the sooner you know your goals for the week so yep. that's how we say by Wednesday latest, because that's half the week gone. So ideally get it in as soon as possible. Even if it's not the check-in sheet, it's just a little email to us, how you're doing, that's fine. But the yep. checking in process is the most important. Even if you think you've had a shit week, check in with your coaches, because that's what we're here for, to help you to have a better week. That's probably the most important, isn't it? Yeah, it is. To check in when you're not having such a great week as well. Yeah. It's a lot for you to do yeah, well, but still. Yeah, it just allows you to move on with the next focus point. Absolutely. And like worst come, if you struggled with last week, with the morning evening routine, maybe that's where you need to stay before moving on to this bit. Because we will be keeping the group open when we finish the six weeks, so you could go back and uh, reevaluate what you will need to work on, which we've had clients do before. Yes, we have, haven't we? And don't threat, because we are looking at doing a permanent monthly membership soon where we'll be doing these lives every week, setting your tasks every week. Uh, you'll still have a check-in, but the check-in will be done a little bit differently. Uh, but we are looking at doing that because we know there's a big demand for people um, having something there every month, especially when it comes to yeah. the lifestyle side side of things, not just the training. Mm. Okay, so what we're going to cover today, some of these subjects, uh, just uh, throw them in case I miss anything. Obviously, at the end, we've got the Q&A. So we have had some good questions this week. We don't cover them all. We might cover it in a separate podcast or in a post or uh, contact. we would have contacted you personally anyway. Um, we're going to be covering calories and macros because some of you, this is new to you, so you need to understand this. Um, food quality over, over volume because people argue, is a calorie a calorie? So we're going to cover that with you. The importance of protein, we're going to cover that with you because that's a big one a lot of you are working on with your goals. Uh, changing your mindset so we're going to help educate and for you to implement of changing from food being good to bad or healthy unhealthy to more seen as a spectrum and what we mean by that talk about snacking because this is an area a lot of people want to chat about usually is where they feel they struggle where they feel they may be eating excess calories on top of their meals uh, why we can't st- stop eating hyper palatable foods such as doritos <laughs> or pringles <laughs> Or after eight, I had a client last week with a half a box of after eight. Interesting. Um, and you I want... did that with a, with a bag of um, munchies. Yeah, or, or that's why they call munchies. <laughs> and then you've got hormones. So we're going to be covering about hunger hormones and female hormones particularly because it's a bit different to male hormones, how it affects um, our appetite, our mood, etc. So we're going to be covering that. Quite a big one today. So do bear with us. There's something you haven't weren't sure about what we explain, or you want more information, what we're explaining, just message us. Send us an email. Right. And and no question is a silly question. You you're here to learn and to learn how to implement uh, strategies to help you with your goals. Yeah. So we're gonna start with the calories. So calories. Calories. First off, is a calorie a calorie? Um, if you're uh-huh. gonna put it simply, yeah, it is. It's a unit of energy. Yeah. It's just, you know, when it comes to measuring what a calorie is. So, obviously, your macronutrients are made up of your calories. So, that's protein, carbs, and fats. So, protein's about four calories 
uh, per gram, though because of the high thermic effect, so thermic effect is your body using calories to break food down, uh, makes the protein worth less calories because it takes that much to break down. I think it's 2.4 calories, something like that. Uh, I always forget that, and it's 2 yes, point something, so. but that's not, I don't yeah. know the exact figure is. Uh, <laughs> carbohydrates, 4 calories per gram. Yeah, carbs get such a bad rap for apparently making people fat, but it's 4 calories <laughs> per gram, just like protein. And then you've got fat, which is 9 calories per gram. So when it comes to, is a calorie a calorie? If you say... And alcohol, which is 7 oh, calories per gram. apologies, yes. Well remembered, Kate. It's actually included in there, isn't it, as a macro? It is now, they've, yeah, because it's just, it's worth is different. So they've had to, because yeah. I thought you came under carbs, but that's quite recent, I think, that. Mm. Um, or maybe it's just because I learned that on my course, and you did on, because you've recently oh. done your course, aren't you? So it's all up to date. So... Yeah. When it comes to as a calorie calorie, now I know people are arguing that uh, some calories are better for you than others. What they mean is, is some macro the macronutrient content is better than others. In other words, that if it's, it's the source of the calories, isn't yeah, it? and also no, a calories a yeah. calorie, yeah, just like a minute is a minute and a mile is a mile. Yes, it's exactly yeah. the same. The measurement of it, but, but it's where you where you're getting your yeah, calories where the from. majority of your food is your intakes coming from. Yeah, like Kate just said, like the eighty twenty rule. So, for example, eighty yeah. percent of your food ideally needs to be quite satiating, high in fibre, so your fruit and vegetables because of the nutrients and vitamins and minerals in there, which is great for the body. Um, also, because you food volume is important, so like how filling something is or how much of it you can eat. So, for example, if doing fat loss, veggies and fruits and lean proteins your best friends because they don't have as much calories. You can eat higher volumes of it, which means you're more satiated. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to it as a calorie calorie, yes. But when it comes to, say, quality of nutrition, that 80-20 rule, it's all about what volume. It's all about food volume. That's what you're looking at. So, volume, yeah. like I say, volume meaning, like I say, for example, try to 100 grams of broccoli compared to 100 grams of chocolate. Which one are you going to get sick of eating first? Mm. Because of the satiation. <laughs> and because you, it's not as hyper palatable as well. No, that's so right. You're, one, sa- you're satisfied sooner. One's going to make you feel crappier than the other one. Well, it depends on what context you're going to uh, say that. <laughs> well, okay. You know, yeah. mentally. <laughs> eating a bowl of broccoli. I don't mind broccoli, but I'd ever get a bowl of it on its own. I'd be a bit bored. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. yeah, you, you can see what we're saying. It's, you know, what when people say, like, for example, they're struggling to stay within their calories, and normally it's because of the quality of it and the what sources they're getting their calories from. So it could be, like you said, okay, with the sources, it could be majority of it is, say, mostly pasta, rice and bread, but it's a lot of it. Like, say, over 60%, 70% of their diet is made up of that, for example. Yeah, and they are easier to eat. Yeah, absolutely are, <laughs> and they're damn tasty. <laughs> but we're not saying cut them out. We're saying you no. don't need that much in your diet. Yeah, it is, it's back to that balance, isn't it? It's balancing everything out. Exactly. There's nothing you, sh- there's nothing you need to cut out. There's nothing you need to do without. Yeah. It's adjusting it the needs- amount. Yeah. So what we're getting at here as well, so take away from this when it comes to calories and macronutrients. So yes, a calorie is a calorie, and calories do matter when it comes to body, uh, so losing weight and, and, and gaining weight, losing body fat and gaining body fat. But food quality and volume also matters massively, which is why that 80 20 rule came about many years ago that 80% of your food should be nutrient dense, 
probably not mm-hmm. as processed. We're not saying processed is bad, but the less processed foods normally have more fibre in them because they're filling, like, say, juicing over, say, eating actual fruit as it is. Which one are you going to consume less calories of? Of course, say, two or three apples or pieces of fruit over, you know, like, say, ten apples and that's been juiced. We know which yeah. one we're going to have more of. Uh, again, because that's the, the volume of it because you've got fibre still when eating it as it is whole than drinking calories. Mm. Uh, and other than that when it comes to macronutrients it's not about cutting things carbs is not the reason people gain fat uh, it's actually just we eat too many calories and we're not active enough that's what's happened uh, especially mm. in the western world because foods become very available and convenient meaning you don't have to walk down the road to get food anymore you can order it in or sitting on your ass we're all desk bound more yeah. working from home more is actually affecting it as well it could go two ways that people like working from home because they can go out for walks, but then some people actually commuted more working in an office because they're walking to and fro from different offices, from the car park. Uh, so it can go one or two ways because it is a lifestyle issue, big time. Yeah. It's more complex. Yeah. Than, not complex, it's just there's more to it than nutrition. Mm-hmm. So from there, we were just saying about macronutrients. So what sort of how much should you have of each what some of you will ask us when it comes to macronutrients which if you did the calorie calculator it actually gives you a nice idea doesn't it kate it does i think does it, does it give you the 30 20 20 yeah it, it gives I mean, you a preference like you can choose 30, based 20, on preference <laughs> um, 40 30 yeah 20. i know the maths there kate Whatever. well it's not a strong suit we can't we can't count weights on a barbell never mind that <laughs> or reps <laughs> <laughs> two more two more now i've already done 10 two more <laughs> if in doubt do two more always do two more yeah don't apply that two calories then. no <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm not sure i'll have two more two more donuts yeah. <laughs> that should fit the goal so yeah like kate just said it's normally 40 carb 30 fat 30 protein so 40 30 30 um you could do it the other way around you go for high fats and lower carbs so you could do 40 fat 30 carb 30 protein it's just mm. down to your preference if i'm honest with you guys it is like yeah i would just say though that it's not something to get hung up on is it you have to be if perfect you're just, yeah i mean if you're looking at your calories and things to lose fat then you probably haven't got to worry too much about your carb your macros bit too much yeah um, apart from your protein, yeah, because your protein, pink. like Nat said, is going to be your best friend for keeping you fuller. Um, and for a nice physique, as you lose body fat as well. Yes, because you, yeah, when you lose weight, you want it to be body fat. You don't want it to be muscle. Yeah, I know. Of you, like, oh, I don't want to build muscle. A lot of you on here, no offense, you're all female in this group, and <laughs> you'll all say to me, "I want to, lo- I want to lose weight, and I want to get toned." My favorite word, uh, but being toned <laughs> is to build muscle. It's to build muscle yes. and lose body fat. It changes the mm-hmm. shape of your body. So think sculpting. That's what you basically do with your physique when you're losing body fat. But yeah. you want to change the shape of your body. It's not just about losing weight on a scale. It's how you look and how you feel. And mm. having uh, building lean muscle mass underneath the body fat that you're losing gives you a nice physique. And you're more likely to sustain that physique when you've got more muscle. Yes. So and you burn more calories when you've got more muscle. You do, yeah. It's not a lot, but it adds up. It's up to is it up to fifty calories a day. That's up to it. it variates from person to person. Uh, I think that's like maybe the top end. But you think fifty calories a day adds up over a week? Yeah, absolutely. Let me think about it that way. 
Um, so yes, with the split. So don't worry if you don't hit the perfect split. You just try to get as close as you can, you know, like a ratio. Yeah. And though it is very satisfying on your calorie macro tracker when you see the pie chart being perfect. I do like that. It's, very, <laughs> it's rare that happens to me. I'm always about 5 to 10% out for all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main thing is, like Kate said, hit your protein goal. Don't worry about the caps, fats and carbs too much. Unless you're no. going to be an athlete or you're doing half marathons, anything like that, you know, you're doing endurance stuff, then yes, we need to look at your macronutrients more because of the a fuel point of view. But I'd mm. say, yeah. you know, you want all your macronutrients in your diet, ideally. But yeah, as long as you hit your protein within your calorie goal and you've had your veggies and fruit for the day, your five a day, if you've got 200 to 400 calories left that day and you fancy something you enjoy and it fits in that goal, have it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, protein. Kate, I'll let you go on about this one. What are the benefits of having protein and why do we bang on about it to everybody? Well, protein, well, well, I think we've covered most of them, haven't we, actually? Um, But protein is obviously what you need for your muscles. So um, it helps maintain your muscles. It's what we are completely and totally made up of. Cells. Yeah, we are a blob of protein. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically you need it to maintain most of your bodily functions, to maintain your muscle. Um, it's helpful, as we said, in a fat loss phase because it's very satiating. Um, it's four calories a gram, um, so less calories than your fats. Yeah. Not that one's better than the other, but a better one to focus on. Um, and it helps with muscle wastage, yeah. which, as um, us, well, us as women, as we get older, okay. can some- sarcopenia thank you (laughs) (laughs) so it helps prevent that yeah so um yeah all round yeah it's a a protein is an amazing macronutrient and like i said we are a lot of protein um and it has a um, higher thermic effect like we said which once again it's not worth you know concentrating on or focusing on but it's worth just bearing in mind it's an extra byproduct yeah exactly yeah if you want to know how muscle building works, so again, like Kate said, it's reduced the risk of sarcopenia. So when you're doing a fat loss mm-hmm. phase, your body is classed as being catabolic when you're in a calorie deficit, which it's meant to be. It, it sounds horrible, but it has to be catabolic. Uh, whereas to build muscle is called anabolic, which means to build, to get stronger, say, for example. Even you think of the word anabolic steroid, for example. Um, yeah. So that's how you can and can remember it but catabolic think cannibalism always i remember it that way for some reason said so the body's eating itself it sounds really gross but it means to break down uh catabolic it, down, can, yeah. it means to destroy so catalyst to destroy to set something to up break down or to build up yeah so when you're doing this catabolic stage as kate said you want to reduce your risk of sarcopenia which is mega muscle wastage so visualize very elderly people like you remember like say your grandparents great grandparents i'm very lucky man were very active and didn't suffer too badly with this because they were all active but i have seen very frail looking uh older people like say even 60 plus which i would consider old actually um looking very frail they come they often get bone breaks because of the osteoporosis and osteoarthritis as well and other bone diseases uh, which ages them as well muscle keeps you so young for a longer period of time you look how fantastic kate looks you know people would think she's not old as my mom uh boom there's a shot (laughs) so it is important i can't stress enough from not just a look point of view um or because we're obsessed with the jimmy and kate but Mm. muscle is so important 
it's too important yeah. you know even support your immune system folks there's a lot of evidence coming out more about that since obviously covid as well so muscle building happens in a process called muscle protein synthesis i'm going to try to keep this short and sweet as possible and easy to understand <laughs> so when you are active so say for example it's lots- a the science bit here comes the geek bit so if you're training in the gym and say when you squat you feel the front of your legs your quads burning because that's micro muscle tears happening or your arms are aching or you're getting doms the next day delayed onset muscle soreness sometimes two to three days later which is a bugger it creeps up on you like that and that's the body signals uh, basically signaling uh, all these chemicals in your body say we need to repair this muscle tissue this is why we don't like in very low calories because it can hinder this process uh, and you're more likely to only survive and not thrive as well. So it's so important not to drop too low in your calories. We mean, depending on your height and weight and that, we don't like seeing people below 1,400 again. But I mean someone very small when I say 1,400. Like they're short in height as well, like shorter than me and I'm 5'5". Five five. So the body's signaling, uh, you know, inflammation. So all these chemicals go off and it's telling the, bo- the body saying, you need to come repair me. So to do that, you need to have adequate protein to do that. If you haven't got adequate protein, the body's very good at using other fuel sources in the body, which weirdly, it's very counterproductive, but it actually will use muscle as a source of fuel. When you've got more body fat, this is less likely to happen. But as you get leaner, protein becomes more important. So get into the habit of it now, when you're trying to lose body fat or you are already lean it's still beneficial to do so if you want to change your physique so muscle's going to repair it but not just repair it it makes the fiber thicker and stronger but not as big and thick as fat remember a pound there's pound of muscle pound of fat or muscle weighs heavier than fat no a pound of muscle weighs pound a pound of fat weighs pound fat takes up more space than muscle that's all so when you know for example i've been about 60 kilograms but not look much different than i am now like it's in size and dress size and that but when i lose when i've lost body fat and put muscle on i don't look much different apart from when you see me naked or in a vest top (laughs) in in nice lighting in the gym because i've gained muscle tissue i am lighter than what i was um but my goal would be to actually change shape body i would need to eat protein uh, eat adequate amounts to also utilize muscle protein synthesis well the build-up process as well as protein you need to be training on a regular basis if you want to change the shape of your body like have a nice bum nice legs nice arms uh, look more trim more sculpted um ideally every meal needs to be 25 grams of protein minimum that's what they're saying now mm-hmm. ideally don't worry it's not perfect all the time it could be have 20 grams in the morning then 20 25 grams later then 30 40 grams in your next meal so that's 75 yeah. grams a day but ideally Again, when doing a fat loss phase, you want probably ideally 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram of your body weight. Of course, that might seem ridiculous to achieve when you're new to this. When you're in the habit like me and Kate or some of my experienced clients and Kate's experienced clients, it becomes second nature. It's actually really easy to hit your protein target. And as you lose body fat and weight, you don't need as much as well. If you think, bear that in mind too. So it won't be forever. But as me and Kate said, mm. but a good ballpoint figure would be aimed towards 100. Most people need around about 100 grams yeah. at least. Unless you're I think that's what I want to say. To, yeah, I'd say to aim for around about 100. Yeah. But you should, I think it's yeah. actually, when you say body weight, it's actually lean body weight, isn't yes. it? Yes. As you get leaner, then you would use the lean body weight instead. Yeah. 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 But for the meantime, you can do it off your body weight because at least you're overcompensating, not undercompensating. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, there's something else I just got to say about protein. So muscle protein synthesis, as I explained, you cause muscle damage when you're training or being active. And then muscle building takes place through the consumption of adequate protein, adequate rest as well. But yeah, as a ballpoint figure, if you struggle with 100 grams, try and get 25 grams minimum per meal. Because at least you're getting mm-hmm. 75 grams, which may be better than when you started. So yeah, have a look absolutely. where you can already double your protein portions. So if you have one egg a day, have two. If you have half a chicken breast, have a whole chicken breast. Um, yeah. If you're having half a scoop of oh, whey protein. I said that whole... to a couple of people last week. It's, yeah, just just think about trying to double it all up. Yeah. Yogurt's one of the best ones, like 0% fat Greek yogurt, because it, it contains more protein than full fat, because it's full of whey. Mm-hmm. Cottage cheese, instead of 100 grams, go for 200 grams in one sitting. And you've got, oh, but mm-hmm. two full, go, yeah, because then you're going to snack less. And it's exactly, protein yeah, goal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I hope that covers protein and why we bang on about it. The only other thing I was going to mention was people it. that maybe hit um, hit their calories. I mean, I know it's all about meal planning mm. potentially, but hitting your calories before you've hit your protein. Very goal. commonly happens, yeah, when you're new to so, this. I mean, it's basically around planning, isn't it? It's just trying Practice to plan your meal well. so that you get that twenty five grams in each at each meal. Yeah, you know, you can always sort of reduce the carbs or the fats slightly. And that's what you're doing. You're just balancing back out. Yeah, you probably don't have to reduce them by that much, do you? Not nothing no. that you really notice i'll give you an example today what i'm doing actually so obviously it's valentine's day did you know uh <laughs> we went out for a meal yesterday but i've got no clients this evening so i said to steph i'll have a meal in so i'm having say a rump steak which we've got from aldi good old aldi and we're having a half of this dope and wild potato serving each now yes i could make it myself but i decided to we decided to buy it stuff eat. it's rare we do that uh, and it's in the week so sometimes you fancy that and people go well how do you fit that in your goals that day so normally Today, I'd either have an English muffin with bacon medallions or an egg on spinach and cream cheese. But I've got oat cakes at the moment because I'm a stokey and that's why I live off. That's what I was born up, brought up <laughs> on. So I was going to have two oat cakes with 50 grams of cheese in total, so 25 each one, for example. Uh, chicken sausage on there, loads of mushrooms, a bit of sauce. But that would have sent me over my calories with that meal later and a dessert. So I made the choice mm-hmm. of, right, I'm going to have one oat cake. I'm starving. I'm going to have about 30, 40 grams of cheese because it'll push the protein up and I have a lighter cheddar, so like a lower fat one. A chicken sausage on there, loads of mushrooms and sauce. It was still 25 grams plus of protein. My, mm-hmm. my lunch meal's fine because I planned that out and anyway, I prepped that on the weekend. And it means I've got space for dessert and that dish tonight. So if you see what yeah. I did there, I reduced the breakfast a little bit, the oat cake, and made sure I hit the protein instead. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm able to enjoy that this evening without going over my calories. Yeah. So a bit of an example yeah, there. It's all about planning, isn't it? Yeah. Just yeah. If worst come, I didn't know we were going to do that till today, for example, and I had two oat cakes. I would still have all that, but just tomorrow and the day after, I'd probably reduce my calories a little bit more. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But not massively, but I would reduce them over the course of the week so I've got enough energy to do what I'm doing, um, you know, feel satiated still on the foods that I've got, and, you know, and then I'm, I'm on track still. So yeah. you can see what I mean there, guys. It's about that decision making, that strategizing, you know, not writing off the day, which most people would do, like say today, yeah. say they did have two oat cakes and it's gonna send them over founder calories because of that evening meal, would write the day off. But instead, <laughs> think, what can I do instead? If you know yeah. if you know the day before, you could do it like I did, reduce the portion of the breakfast or the lunch, if it's the lunch. I could have had a small yeah. portion of rice, but I thought, no, I love rice, so I'm gonna have that. I'm happy to have one oat cake, it's really tasty. So yeah. it's just making those decisions, those strategies. I think, yeah, and I think it's about not denying yourself that, like, like you said, if it was something you hadn't planned on, 
um, but you kind of decided last minute, then we're saying, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. And then, like you say, tomorrow, you just reduce yeah. where you can. We'll spread it out day. over the next few days. We'll so spread it out over the next few days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just that strategy. That's all. Which yeah. moves us on quite nicely to the changing mindset from seeing foods good and bad and see it as a spectrum, which will help you with your goals. It's also, it's very freeing when you understand nutrition better. We're too mm. busy being told what is bad, aren't we? You know, in the media yes. thing, yeah, or even on my own Instagram, you know, I don't follow anything like this. The amount of times I see, have this detox smoothie, oh, don't eat this because it's high in carbohydrates or sugar. There's still too much stigma over that. And again, the reason people gain body fat is a consistent calorie surplus. Doesn't matter what the calories are. You can eat healthy, as you might call it. But even smoothies can send you over your calorie intake for the day. In fact, even easier because drinking calories is easier than actually eating calories because it's less Anything can send you over your calories a day if you eat too much of it. Start seeing food as a spectrum. Good example of actually, I thought of this the other day. I wanted to do it as a post, but I'm trying to word it right. So here's a bit of a practice one with you guys. So when it comes to food being good and bad, as you call it, and that's the mindset we're in, think about sex education when you were younger. So this would be interesting for you, Kate, to see what you would talk compared to me. Sex to me in, in high school is considered very negative. It's all about don't get pregnant. If, if you don't wear this, this will happen. Um, or you'll get AIDS. You're never told about the fun things about sex, the pleasure, the closest it brings to your partner, the fun you can have with it, how it can be safe and, and pleasurable, which is exactly the same as nutrition. You're taught everything what's bad, but you're never told the other side of it. Like mm. carbohydrates. Too much carbohydrates, because they're easy to overeat, can send you over your calories and be a causation of that because hyperpalatable but the pros of carbohydrates is it's muscle sparing so if you, again you want to preserve your muscle tissue carbohydrates are great for that it's the body's favored source of energy and it tastes damn nice and you can have it in moderation no. but I mean, yeah so i'm getting out there okay with that oh i do yeah yeah i think with the carbs thing though i'm i'm assuming that the only reason people think that carbs make you fat is just because you can eat more of them well because it's tasty you enjoy them more so they're more hyper palatable but you know that's when at the end of the that's when i guess your calorie as a calorie can come in handy for you to get yourself out of that good and bad foods because at the end of the day a calorie is a calorie whether it's your your veg or whether it's it's whatever it is what it is so you know as far as fat loss is concerned you can lose fat on eating completely processed food well look at the the guy did the mcdonald's diet Exactly. Well, they yeah. didn't, I, so, don't, I don't. They shared it in the documentary, but basically, he was in a calorie deficit. They, they actually calculated his calories, what he needs to lose body fat. And um, I don't think we. Were, I don't think people were told that though. No, were which they? Is they were just naughty. Told, I lost. I lost yeah, weight. Just eating, eating McDonald's. McDonald's it's like no. He was given a calorie total every day. Which yeah. McDonald's, if you go onto my Fitness Power Nutri Check or their website, all the macronutrients are on there, the calories and that. I'll yeah. be honest, me and Steph had like a, a pro shopping McDonald's every Thursday. It's like because we really hate food shopping. So it's an incentive to go food shopping. <laughs> but, you know, I, I fit it in my goals, what I'm going to have. You know, I try exactly, it in Exactly, yeah, you fit it in. I've done that before, and I'll be honest, the McDonald's get, does get some protein in. I know, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't eat it all the time because it isn't very satiated. No, no. I find McDonald's, I could, 
oh, I used to work at one, and some of the food used to nail there. Luckily, I was such an active person, my energy output was very high, which is probably why I didn't end up gaining body fat, just simply because my energy output was ridiculous yeah. back then. And I think that's when it's handy to think of that calorie as a calorie. Yeah. So that you don't get in the habit Simplified. of going, oh, this is bad, yeah. I, can't, I can't have this. And it's like, well, it's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's guys. We're not saying live off McDonald's and takeaways. No, no, no. <laughs> because no. Uh, from a nutritional standpoint... You know, from we're saying don't sit there and say it's, you can never have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So this is why Just we like it. Work, fit yeah. it in. Fit it in your goals. Mm-hmm. Which is why we ideally like you tracking, even silly for a couple of weeks or months, because it teaches that. Yes. It, uh, what's yeah. the saying, Kate, about the education on what tracking? gets measured gets managed? There's that. Is that what you meant? There is that one. That's yours. Oh, okay. It's the one the fitness chef <laughs> said. Oh, what was it? Something about a lifetime education. Oh, I can't remember what it is. But basically, what they're saying is, don't use my fitness part or NutriCheck as what's the way to put it. I see it; it gives me flexibility, but also see it as educational. What's in what? Yes, and it helps me plan my week. Um, If I want calories left for the weekend, say go smoke and ride like we did the other week, uh, or have a a whole pizza to myself last Friday, just gone. Um, It helps me fit that into my goal it gives me that flexibility which is why i yeah. like doing it but i didn't want to track anymore i probably could because i'm because i've weighed food and stuff so much before in the past it's taught me a lifetime of education of what mm. 100 gram chicken breast looks like for example or 200 grams of potato yeah um what 70 grams of pasta looks like you know if you if you know that and you don't want to track eventually or don't want to track at the moment you need to track now to learn that and you don't have to in the future yeah, and I think it's handy to do it to have as a baseline. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of helps you work out where you are now with your diet, um, you know, and where you want to be. Yeah. Because it may be that you're not quite aware of, of, of what you're eating yeah. now, calorie-wise, yeah. protein-wise, whatever it might be. So if, if you yeah, have the baseline, baseline, you know where you can go with it. it just you've got to have something yeah. to work from. Well, you could do that about think... even uh, calculating your calories, can't you? So you basically you can see what you're eating now and just reduce it a little bit. Yeah. Make amendments yeah. there and then. So say you were like, I don't think that calorie calculation's right. So, for example, what have you gone? That's saying I, want, I should have way too many calories. I'm like, well, track your normal week. Just track it yeah. so it'll be dead. Be really strict. Be really anal about it. And, like, mm. track every source in as well. Vegetables. Yes, you should track veg and it still has calories. Oh, mm. the amount of people who don't do that. Um you know, even lettuce, I know it sounds mad, but you need to know everything because it soon adds up over the day. Uh, drinks yeah. as well, the amount of people who don't track in alcohol, coffees, as in coffees like where you add milk and stuff to it. Mm. If you're in black coffee, yeah, I get that. It's, it's probably, I think it's like one calorie or barely that. But like the milk you have in your teas, the biscuits you have with your teas and coffees, check it all in. Now, when you track that normal week, I bet a lot of you will actually eat less because, you know, you're tracking it in. So already yeah. you have a good effect. So from there... You can look where you can make little amendments. And also, you're looking at the macronutrient split. You go, you know what? Yeah, I could do a double my protein. I'm at 60 grams of carbs. So I could drop that to 50 for this week. I'm going to aim for that. And I'm going to plan ahead a little bit for that. It's teaching mm. that. It's, you've got to be your own experiment. Yes. You yeah. to, you know, and then we're here to help guide that where you need to get to. Mm. So, so seeing after what we just said there, it's not as simple as good and bad, healthy, unhealthy, clean and dirty. Just scrap that from your mind. Food mm-hmm. is a spectrum. One end of the yeah. spectrum, you won't be eating mostly lean protein and veggies and fruits. Further down the spectrum, 
is other foods maybe not as much as them but like say your bread your pasta your rice probably your carbohydrates which give you energy and further down you've got your fats because you only need 20 to 30 percent of your diet needs to be fats really probably 30 percent more so for females because uh, you need it for uh what's the word absorbing uh, vitamins and minerals you can't live mm-hmm. without fats you have to have fats in your diet because it's nine calories per gram it's not as much think what you have to have a day and then further along down the line are the foods that you're not going to have all the time you may have a few times a week or a small portion every day so seeds as a spectrum it's not good and bad the reason you yeah. want um less of the foods that um are quite high calorie and very tasty uh, again which covers um why we can't stop eating hyperpalatable foods it's not that sugar is an issue it's that uh, it's the combination of flavors because you can still make things sugar free and still make them very hyperpalatable mm-hmm. for example you know, peanut butter in uh, energy balls <laughs> they're yes, very more yeah, yeah. i tell you now i've made energy balls in the past with no sugar in not even honey right i've made it with like say agar or coconut sugar because it's still sweet and palatable, I wanted to eat a lot of it. So again, yeah. scrap this whole sugar is bad situation. It's a combination of flavours that make it very, very tasty. And that yes. you can't stop eating, you want more and more of. Mm-hmm. So I hope that makes sense there. So yeah. let's move on to why we snack. Okay, Kate, let's get let's go with personal here. So why would you snack, Kate, or have done the past? Why would I snack? Yeah. Um... Well, that's probably various things. There'll be times when there might be too long between meals. Yeah. So I might have something yeah, in between. Yeah, that's with just that. worked out that way. If I haven't planned things properly, <clears throat> then I might find actually, oh, bugger, I'm moving from one thing to another and I haven't, I'm not going to eat till late. So, yes, I might have a snack in there. Um, I would say I've probably done it before out of boredom. Yeah, same. Just sitting there faffing. I might have done it just purely because it's something I can see there. It's available. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's available um, because it's something that I've, yeah, just sometimes because you just fancy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I have snacks in to up my protein for the day. Yeah, yeah. So whilst I might not always have 30 grams of protein in every meal or whatever, I, ma- I make up for that in the odd snacks, whether that's a protein shake or or, or whatever it might be. Um, so I think those are the reasons that I have snacked. I'd yeah, say maybe yeah, yeah. I'd say... Mostly now it will be because there's probably quite a long space of time between meals. Same with me. Yes, yeah, so we have to. I want to get the, yeah. and I want to get the protein in. That's yeah. probably the main one. Helps you hit your goals. Moment, yeah. So you're yeah. using more now as a tool than anything, aren't you? I am now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I have been guilty of doing it because yeah, you just yeah. It's we're not just, saying we're not saying snacking is something. Yeah. We're not t- we're not demonising. It's only an issue if no. you think it's an issue. Or say you're doing fat loss and, for example, you're eating a lot on top of your meals, on top of just the meals. So some clients in this group have worked with us one-to-one. We've actually advised of actually to hardly snack at all between meals and make sure their meals are very filling. Yeah. And if they're able to not leave too big of a gap. So we mean something like four or five hours maximum because after then you're just going to get hungry, your blood sugars drop. And there is a yeah. link between willpower and blood sugars. So it's actually... An experiment on this. God, I'm such a geek today. And it was basically <laughs> saying, like, the lower your blood sugars, the less than your willpower drop. You know, it basically drops your willpower and your motivation. And you to don't, do yeah. Things. You yeah. don't make the same decisions. Your brain yeah. doesn't work in the same you way. You become does a it. bit irrational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit hungry. It's, 
yeah, the other reason I suppose for a snack really would be is if I had something like, if I had a quick mm. breakfast yeah. and just grabbed a couple of slices of toast or a bowl of cereal, then I know damn well that I will snack before lunchtime. There's yeah. no question about that because if I haven't had the right protein at breakfast, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the most common reasons with the snacking is one, there's too much, there's the hyper palatable foods are there and available. Like we said earlier, they're very tasty which is why you can't stop eating. Your brain loves it because it's a, a dopamine hit you're getting from it and a serotonin yeah. hit. And if you struggle with, say, mental illness or you just had a shit day, you just want that boost. And that's why your body tends to want carbohydrates and sweet and tasty things over, say, a chicken breast. No one craves yeah. a chicken breast. Um, no. And if they do, it's because it's got crispy skin on. So, <laughs> and that's fine. That is okay. You are human and that's going to happen yeah. sometimes. For example, I sadly lost one of my cats last week. He sadly died. Um, and me and Steph basically had a day in and I made brownies and basically because we just wanted to feel a bit better for him and a bit comforted, uh, which is something yeah. I don't often do because food is much more than just calories. It is emotional. We do know people emotionally because it's because they're seeking pleasure. Because when you've had mm. something bad happen, you want something positive to happen, of course. You, humans don't chase pain, we chase pleasure, depending where you're going with that. Uh, they sometimes blow those lights. But it's that's why we always get on with people about saying, you know, what do you do for fun? What do you do for hobbies? And the amount of people, bless, I speak to, they don't know what they do for fun or outside mm. of health and fitness. So that's why, and it's on to matter of a personal trainer who bakes. Does it, but I can bake and not eat the whole thing. I'm happy to have a slice and share out because I actually find joy in sharing food like Kate's going to get cookie bars later. Um, you know, I take joy I out think, of that. But yeah, I think it I is... I think that's half the battle, isn't it? It's saying, because like we were saying, again, not looking at things as good and bad and saying, well, okay, I do fancy that. I do want it. But it's a case of like, let's just try and be sensible yeah. with it. Like you say, you're not going to eat the whole box of yeah. cookies. You're just going to have one and go, yeah, and savour it and enjoy it. Yeah. Quick tips for this. Yep. So one tip I've done with one client is we don't snack at all. You've got to make sure your meals are satiating. So if you're really yeah. hungry after two to three hours, that meal is not satiating enough. It's probably low yeah. protein, not a lot of fibre. So really look at your breakfasts. For example, jam on toast in the morning, like Kate said, you're probably going to be hungry an hour later. Cereal, milk, or just, just porridge and milk and a bit of fruit, you're going to be hungry later. So look at yeah. 25 grams of protein per meal, at least minimum. So really look at that. If you go to the guidebook, the NK Project guidebook, the one we sent you at the start, at the back, at the end of the book, there is loads of high protein breakfast on there for you to look at which i added in for you um the other one with tips is one i've done before with clients as well they get a sticky sticky notes and it just says 10 minutes and stick it on say your fridge or your cupboard where you normally keep those hyper palatable foods and what it is it breaks mm -hmm. the cycle of it being automatically to go in and reach for it so that's another yeah. little tip there the other one is obviously don't leave too long between meals absolutely yeah and like kate said if you have to have something between a meal because it's a long period of time, like Kate said, maybe use that to top up your protein. So a small yeah. uh, pot of 100 gram yogurts, which is 10 grams of protein with some fruit in. Um, it could be actually a protein bar and you want something sweet and nice that day. You might have enough for a chocolate bar and the protein. So say a grenade bar, which is 230 calories, but 25 grams of protein. That could help. And I've had clients who've done that on the go. Beef jerky is mm -hmm. another one if you like that. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I personally enjoy it. Um, I do, yeah. So, yeah, so I'd say take away those tips from there. But also, question why you do it. If it is emotional, yes. can you replace yeah. that emotion, that, um, that snack as the activity 
when it comes up. In fact, one of my clients said the other week, she, was, she ate a load of after it's because she was bored and because it was there. So I've actually said to her about taking up her hobby again of doing uh, upholstery because she loves that mm -hmm. and she's retired as well. So boredom such a big one. Um, and actually, I think, yeah, it is just yeah. that stopping and thinking, why am I having this? Yeah. Why am I reaching for this? And then what can I'm I do hungry? about it? Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is if you're tracking your calories, then another tip for that is to track everything in first thing in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So if you've, if you've planned your day and you've planned your meals yeah. and your snacks, literally put all of those into yeah. my fitness pad or whatever you're using. Then if during the day you kind of go off track and you go and reach for something that you haven't put in, then you've got to go pick up your phone or whatever and then log yeah. those calories. So yeah. that in itself it's makes you think... It stops the that. automatic process. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's another little tip for that. Right. We've got 20 minutes left. So we've got to cover mm. just the last little bit, which is about hormones. And we're going to try and answer as many questions as possible, which some of them we may have answered already when we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about hormones and hunger. Now, we're not saying, because obviously there's things coming out like the skinny jab, what's come out. I can't remember the actual scientific name for it, though. But it's basically what that does. It's basically to reduce your hunger uh, hormone, which is ghrelin, or block it. Uh, as you get leaner, people tend to feel more hungrier. So I've experienced this the past few weeks. Uh, but hunger is like a wave. It comes and goes. So it could be one hour before your lunch. I'm sure we've all done it. Had our, our lunch hour one hour earlier and at our lunch by 10 o'clock. But again, that's down to probably how satiating your meals are as well. But sometimes it's just boredom and, you you know, we're designed to survive as humans. So hunger, that's why it comes in waves. But we're not in a famine situation here. So it will go. Don't just wait for an hour sitting there trying to pretend not to be hungry. Go and be productive. <laughs> go and do things. I come in hungry. Yeah, I come in hungry at like say half ten after doing one to one so with clients. But I know I've got stuff to do. So I'll be like, well, I've only got to wait an hour and a half. I'm just gonna go upstairs yeah. and go do some work. And before I know, oh it's my lunchtime, I'll go have my lunch. So mm. you know, don't just sit there. It will pass. Hunger is very clever like that. It, you know, it will go up and down. Like leptin, your fullness hormone, which when people gain more body fat, it increases. So they're like, why do they still eat more? Because it's not just down to hunger, down to uh, hunger signals. It is emotional. There is behavioural and environmental involved. It's not just simple as, um, you know, oh, you're overweight, you're hunger, you shouldn't be feeling as hungry. They don't actually, but it's because of pleasure-seeking. And there's other factors involved in on that psychologically, not just uh, from a hormone standpoint. Um, the other thing is with uh, female hormones, by the way, folks, so which we're all girls in here. First off, the menstrual cycle. If you are still bleeding on a monthly basis, um, as you may recognise when you hit your luteal phase, which is after your follicular phase, so basically a week or so before you start bleeding, you feel like shit, you feel hotter than usual. That's because your thermic effect, so basically your body using up calories to break food down, increases. You sometimes need up to 300 calories extra a day. I'm not saying you have to eat 300 calories extra a day, but bringing your calories back no. up to maintenance would be a good tactic to do for that week. You don't have. I was to... going to say that is something I've advised people yeah. to do. It's like have that one week where you where you go back to yeah. maintenance. You don't need to yeah. be in a deficit every single day of the month. If you need a one no. week off of doing maintenance, that is still going to progress you forward. So yes, do pull your calories back up. Ideally, consume that through a lot of extra fruits and veg because fibre is great for dopamine, but, of course, make room for things that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you're perimenopausal, menopausal, or postmenopausal, of course, that could factor in your hunger hormones again, could be all over the place. Um, 
again it's just making sure again the whole satiation thing and also from a health point of view again keeping up your fruit and veg intake in quite high because of the fiber you need to keep you full for longer same with your protein as well but expect that change that hunger hormone as well throughout i don't know if you notice a difference kate in your hunger cues now because you're obviously on um hormone replacement therapy aren't you yeah um i probably did at one point yeah i yeah. would probably crave more probably carb-based food i think do you think that's because um, of um you needed that dopamine hit probably maybe because obviously it affects, yeah, your, me- affects your mental yeah. health doesn't it as well uh, yes with the hormone drops and the estrogen i think so and it's it, i think i did yeah, I experienced that sort of not knowing when to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there is a legit thing about that because you do say, mm. you know, uh, hormones, you know, your hormones like out of whack basically when you're going through it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like a constant decline. It's waves, it even waves, with menopause. Yeah. It's, that's why I sometimes feel great because your estrogen's probably peaked. And then sometimes feel like shit because it's dropped. Mm. Um, yeah. Just, but except instead of dropping once a month, like, it would for like a standard, you know, female before perimenopausal, it could be daily. <laughs> That's the only difference, isn't yeah. it? But again, it's about that management of what you're having when it comes to your food. So that 80 20 will still applies. Um, maybe not training too hard as well. So a lot of women, when they're post premenopausal, postmenopausal, or menopausal, or I should just say, got a hormone deficiency. That's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> um, your cortisol levels are higher, your stress hormone. So a lot of women, because they put, feel like they're putting fat around the stomach, it's not the gaining weight, it's just you store fat differently because estrogen's not pumping the calories around the body like it normally does, which is why we become more prone to heart disease, etc. So if you are struggling with perimenopausal symptoms, by the way, ladies, please go and ask for your hormones to be replaced. It's your body right to do so. I will be doing Definitely, that whether yeah. I have symptoms or not because of the comorbidities along with it, uh, which mm. is like heart disease, for example, is massively increased because of the storing around the stomach area. Um, so I highly recommend hormone replacement therapy as Kate is a big advocate of too because she's also Definitely. on hormone replacement yeah. therapy you've got unicorn pubes aren't you Kate so you're all good <laughs> <laughs> they're not ginger anymore <laughs> anyway so yeah so bear in mind because your cortisol levels are higher you're more stressed you're more overheated because of that as well it does affect that you want something nice to eat more of because you feel like shit because you just want to feel pleasure yeah. uh, one do go seek a gp for advice on that Definitely. try and ask for a female health specialist particularly um because otherwise you just not with any gp it's part luck if you end up with a decent one into these days mm-hmm. yeah um but also don't go mad with like trying to use workouts to burn calories because exercise is great for stress sometimes like it exercise is stressful for the body mm-hmm. but adding too much stress on on top of your cortisol levels being higher is not going to be helpful no. So just bear that in mind. Really look at your training. If you feel like actually you feel like you're just constantly exhausted or can't recover, do really look at that because that's a big factor which causes you want to eat more because your body is mm-hmm. um it's not able to basically sustain muscle or you're just constantly in breakdown process. Uh, and when you do fat loss as well, already your body's under a stressful situation there as well. So do bear that in mind. If you are struggling with that, one go to a GP and ask about uh, hormone replacement therapy say i think i've got a hormone deficiency it's affecting my life it's affecting my fitness i'm doing everything i should be doing but i can't progress without my hormones being replaced or some mm-hmm. treatments uh don't let them fob you off with herbal stuff by the way unless it's not for you <laughs> there is many treatments out there so i can't stress that enough yeah. okay we'll go on to the q a um i'll answer the first one okay and then you get the next one we'll see how much time we've got my answer to so advice on eating out 
I had a client, I've had a few clients do this. They're a bit panicky what they're going to have eat when they're going for a meal. Mm-hmm. So here's two tips for you. Number one, using that weak calorie total. Save yourself, like sort of bank some calories in preparation. I don't mean do a thousand calories for five days and then go sh- shit hot crazy on a Saturday. I'm saying maybe do a couple of days at 14, 1500, depending what you can adhere to as well and not end up binging on. Um, and have some medium days, so at least in that way, you've got an extra 500 to 600 calories to play with, maybe for Friday and yeah. Saturday to eat out. That way, then when you go for your meal, say you have your breakfast, you have your lunch, and again, try not to leave too big of a gap until your evening meal, you end up going mad, so maybe eat breakfast mm-hmm. a little bit later if you can, if you're not feeling too hungry. Um, but I always say between 1,000 to 1,500 calories for a meal out personally. That's for two courses as well but i've yeah. i've main dessert or start or some people might start a main but if you want main dessert and a drink or two or more you may have to save a little bit more or maybe the week after if you're not yeah. eating out just have a little bit less across the whole week just drop it a little bit to accommodate and you can always look up these things in advance can't you yeah. what you can eat when you're there if you're concerned about getting yeah. there and um you know stressing about yeah. what to eat the other one is if you like tracking, you enjoy it and it doesn't cause you mental stress or anything and you know the menu ahead, you can roughly track it in. I had someone message me and ask yeah. me about that, actually. So, for example, if I was going somewhere and it was bangers and mash I chose, I would just choose generic, say, Aldi pork sausages. I'd yeah, try to go for the high-calorie version because you've got to overestimate it because you're yeah. going to always have more calories when you're eating out. Then potato, again, I roughly know how much potato looks like, 200 to 300 calories, maybe go for 300, say, for example. You're going to add butter in and milk or cream because that's what they normally uh, mash with. Um, the yeah. gravy as well, you might just look for generic gravy to add in uh, and then whatever veg they have with it. And then dessert, mm. just find a generic version. Say it's a, a New York-style cheesecake. You could go Morrison's New York-style cheesecake and look roughly for the, the serving of what you're going to have. Uh, so you can yeah. estimate it in, but overestimate it on purpose. And alcoholic drinks, most of them are in the database. Yeah. So that's how I do it. I build a meal and then save the meal for next time in case that's what you go for next time. Yeah. And if you struggle trying to track it in, then just you can Same do cal- like a quick add, can't yeah. you? And just add in and then 12, 1,500 calories. Yeah. And do it like yeah. that. You don't need to order from the salad menu either because actually they can be high calorie, just so you know. You're probably better having a burger, <laughs> personally. Yeah. Um, but I'd say go for anything you're eating out, as long as it fits in your goals. But if you're going to be eating out quite a lot that week because circumstantial, then, yeah, you might make smarter choices on other days. So you're going to go for, say, a chicken dish because it's high protein. It's going to fill you up. And mm. um, You might swap some sides if you want to. Like, chips are wasted on me unless it's fries. Um, I'd rather have a jacket potato or salad because I just enjoy that. I like that. Don't pick it for the sake of calories. Pick what, based on what you enjoy the most as well. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Otherwise... When you've lost body fat, which you've all done before and dieted down and gone on a different diet, and then you go back to normal because you lost the weight, you want to show it off, you want to get dressed up and go out and eat out and drink, because you've cut that out your lifestyle before, what do you think is going to happen next? Otherwise, however you lost your weight, you've got to keep doing that for the rest of your life then. Mm, if you weren't yeah. able to still eat out and have a social life, fit it in your goals now while doing fat loss. Because mm. then you won't have to change anything when you go to maintenance you're just able to have yeah. a few more calories a bit more calories in your, in your diet to maintain uh-huh. okay next one Agreed. how do i recover better from activity through nutrition well we covered this earlier make sure you hit your protein target uh-huh. and not dropping your calories too low 
when we say two uh, ideally if you're a very very small person like below five foot four five foot three no less than 1400 calories most of you should be on less than 15 16 really on a low day you need to be adequately yeah. fueled and make sure you're not cutting all your carbs out you you can do 30 40 30 30 which is my preference i like to have energy so 40 percent carbohydrates 30 fat 30 protein so that's what i'd say nutrition hit your protein goal still have carbs in your diet 25 grams of protein per meal also helps with that recovery uh, especially whenever your next meal is after working out it helps with muscle protein synthesis big time okay uh tips on planning meals in advance because uh, a few of you are struggling with doing this do you want to cover this one kate planning meals in advance yeah so say people are struggling well, you're with... Probably better with that well i'm not a meal prepper like but you, you have children and you've worked but so i have you know, children yeah. and i do yeah you're more realistic honest. than me yeah well i mean we literally just you know me and my partner we just sit there and we literally just plan i mean we've probably got it planned out i imagine <laughs> think for a good few weeks yeah he likes Generally, to cycle most, around though doesn't he yeah i mean most people roughly eat much the same thing don't they yeah we do yeah. Don't, yeah. You know. So yeah, literally, we just have like because he loves his spreadsheets. It does. We just have a big spreadsheet that we we literally have down everything we're going to eat, and yeah. it makes so much difference. Well, when like, you've got kids, because shopping. shopping, yeah, because you guys do yeah, online, one don't you? Shopping and two because you know we don't want to sit there in the evening and go, oh, you know, what do we what have, we have eat? to eat? Yeah. And yeah. then you end up just having boring old pasta or something like yeah. that, or you go, oh, let's go and get a takeout. Yeah. You don't because it's there, and you know what you're having. But I think that's a great yeah. idea, maybe just even having a list of meals that you regularly have. So maybe learn, if you're not a very yeah. big cook, you've got to learn to probably do some meals first. So one that's of, how we based it on, to be honest, was yeah. just a list of the things that we have regularly. And with having kids as well, like, kids because like, of it's yeah. fussy. So if you cycle around the same meals, you're not going to eat them. Yeah, same and then we just ways. rotate that round, really, and making yeah. sure that we're having a mix of yeah. various things over the week. Okay. And then, yeah. Now, if you're living at home with your parents, because I know one of you is on here and was talking about that, that's what prompted me for this one as well. When I used to live with my grandparents, I had a similar issue. Like, not as in a bad thing, but they would obviously cook stuff in the evening and you can't macro it in. Understand that, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. again, you could just roughly do it. Because, again, they're going to cycle around the same meals probably, aren't they? You know, mm -hmm. if you see it's spag bol, you could probably roughly just put in, like, like we do for eating out, just put in a generic spag bowl from uh, Morrison's, like that portion. You might need a bit more. And garlic bread, again, you could literally go with your phone and scan if they've not homemade the garlic bread. Uh, or you can just find a generic garlic bread brand. That would be fine and yeah. put that in. I must admit, if um, Nick cooks something yeah. that I'm not involved in, yeah. I will, I, yeah, he generally keeps the packet, the packaging. Oh, he's so and good. I just, like, yeah. yeah, and I can log it in like that. But, yeah, just yeah. do the best you can. It's got to be perfect, guys, because mm -hmm. as long as you, even if you're inaccurately, inaccurate with trackers, tracking's never perfect. It's never going to be accurate. It's impossible. Yeah. Even when you do your you just got to try and be consistent, haven't yeah. you? Inaccurately so, you know, consistent is still it, consistent. <laughs> Yeah. As long as it's going the right way you want it to go based on your goals, that's the main mm -hmm. thing. If it's not, then obviously you need to probably adjust maybe just a portion size of it perhaps would be a nice simple way of doing it but when yeah. it comes to planning when you're at home living with parents so i lived with my grandparents actually um i used to actually write a little planner for the week what i wanted because i'd go do my own little shop i mean that would help bless her because she was cute like that um but i learned how to cook a new meal every week as well i started because i thought mm -hmm. i need to learn as my dad did it uh, when i was younger at his age when he started learning cooking it's just when i was um 18 19 i started to like do my own meals like learn how to make a chili how to do curries so i was learning that i'd say 
of course it depends on freezer room and fridge room because you're sharing a household with your parents or grandparents i was very lucky my nana has a giant freezer so i could do a lot of that or put stuff into the fridge because she had a big fridge but if that's the case you haven't i would say what you could do is maybe aim to cook one to maybe three times a week max and make an extra portion of that meal yeah. so then you're not taking too much space and you're going to eat that the next day i would say that would be a good start with that if you're forced to eat out don't forget it's easier to track because you can barcode it um yeah but say for example I mean, we do that sometimes we will make yeah, yeah whatever we make in the evening we sometimes make more of yeah and then i will either have that at lunch the next day or a couple of days later you might have it again for yeah. dinner so yeah, there's absolutely. always something there yeah. for those days when you're like can't be asked to yeah. cook you do have to prep every meal, guys. Uh, I don't prep every meal. Yeah. I know you see me doing a lot of meal prep if you watch on my stories at the Nag Prep Australia. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. You know, we do a month's worth. No. Um, like, for example, I just did a big yeah. quarry. All it is, it takes me the same amount of time for me to cook one to two portions, so why not do five? Yeah, so absolutely. So I just do it that way. It takes no difference on time. Even do I do a slow cooker job. I mean, a slow cooker, if you're, uh, again, if you're living at home with parents, if they've got one, Ask if you can use it just to do your own. Say them money on the shopping. Um, mm. Look at some slow cooker recipes. If you need some slow cooker recipes, let me know. I've got um, some ebooks from a guy called Scott Bapti for that if you want to have a look at them. Uh, if you go onto his site as well, he's got loads on there and it's dead cheap to buy and it's on your phone. You can print them. He's got the barcodes all on his MyFitnessPal so you've got to track it in if you don't want to, if you do it literally like for like. Because I mix ingredients, I tend to re-put it back in for me. Um, but yeah, I'd say... And you don't need to do loads because of a case of storage as well. But I say mm. learn to cook a new meal every week. I would say do that again. So you've got like 10 meals to circulate with for a little bit. Um, make sure the high yeah. proteins are 25 plus grams. Ideally 500 uh, or less calories based on 25 grams protein. Um, and including, obviously, don't forget you're going to be adding sides to it, like rice, maybe potatoes or noodles if you're doing stuff like that. Bear that in mind when you're doing it as well. Um, mm. I would say that would be the best advice for that. So instead of doing like a week's worth, if suddenly you get called into work last minute because you're casual as well, eating out, so say going to the supermarket, again, make sure it's 25 grams worth of protein that you're having in your meal, less than 500 calories. Just keep a simple rule like that. So it just means mm. reading the packages or looking ahead, maybe on your phone, looking at the shopping uh, like sort of yeah. grocery area or the stuff what's already done for you you can always get these pots of like 0% fat yogurts now um sushi is a brilliant one as me and kate love having beef jerky maybe a protein bar because it's something sweet that you enjoy and it hits your pro uh, calorie and help it's within your calorie intake uh you can yeah. buy protein drinks already made in supermarkets now like grenade mm -hmm. um oh, what's the other one called that you've had oh what's it called <laughs> Nova protein drink you can buy. It's quite a thick one. Oh, the the protein yogurts, the Arla ones. There's them. Then there's a drink as well you can buy. So oh. you've got the brand Grenade. What's the other there's brand? There's quite a few. Is there's quite yeah. a few? But there's, isn't there? there's a few decent ones out there. They're all about yeah. 100, 100 to one hundred and fifty calories for the drink. And then mm. just buy a low calorie drink. So there's nothing wrong with Coke Zero or Sprite Zero. Same taste personally. Pepsi Max is mm. fine because that's naturally low calorie anyway. I say naturally, it's low calorie. So mm. yeah, that's all we've got time to answer for for today. I think there's one more we're going to answer, but I'm going to add it on to next week. So that'll be at the top of the list to be answered. If you have any questions about this week's uh, goals, let us know. If you need to focus more on last week's goals, the morning, evening routine, then focus on that this week. Um, other than that, if you're happy with what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. We'd love to hear your feedback on the nutrition stuff we've covered today. If there's any particular areas you want us to answer more about or help you out with, we're always happy to do that. 
So thanks so much for joining us, guys, and hope you have an awesome day. Bye. Bye.